We're going on a road trip here at Broad Street. Think Route 66, Jack Kerouac, Easy Rider. Think Thelma and Louise or Lewis and Clark. Uh, think on the road again, hit the road jack, hopefully not running on empty. So many of us took to the road this past summer, the summer of 2023. Some of us took trips that we had postponed since before the pandemic, and it was good to be back on the road. The road trip, it, it is kind of this iconic American experience. Um, Ira Glass, who is the host of the podcast slash radio show, This American Life, uh, said this about road trips. Quote, any road trip is going to feel longer than you think it will. <clears throat> and you'll be tired and you won't get a meal exactly when you're hungry. You never find a bed exactly when you wanna go to sleep. And you're probably not going to find out what it is that you got on the road to find out in the first place. And you know all that. You know all that going into it. And you still, we all still bind to the cliche about road trips. The what, that what a road trip stands for is hope. Hope that somewhere on the road, I will turn into the person that I wanna be. I'll turn into the person that I believed I could be, that I am. So from time to time, we hit the road with high hopes, end quote. Road trips, they are full of hope for us. Road trips though, they're not just an American thing. They're a biblical thing. If you look around the Bible, you see roads everywhere. Jacob, for example, has not one, but two powerful experiences of God while on the road. Uh, two disciples trudge along a dusty highway, um, having heard about Jesus' death, only to realize that the risen Jesus is walking with them. The Bible is full of road trips. Think the people of Israel wandering through the desert for 40 years. Think the life of Jesus, so much of which happens on the road. Think Saul on the road to Damascus. Yeah, that's our story for today, this iconic biblical road trip. Now, the text tells us that um, Saul is heading to Damascus to persecute some Christians, most likely to kill some Christians. And, and I'm not exaggerating here because the, the, the book of Acts tells us that, that Saul is, is present when, when Stephen is, is stoned to death. Um, and, and, and we know that um, Saul not only approves of Stephen's death, but he also plays a lead in, in a violent persecution of the, this small, fragile community. But I wonder, I wonder if Saul starts out that day heading to Damascus, experiencing just a little bit of what Ira Glass uh, speaks of. Um, this unease, maybe there's an unease of who he is, uh, some unfocused, unspoken desire to, to live a different life, a life that fits him better. But I'm just speculating, that's not in the, in the, in the text. But I'll tell you what we do know. 
as so often happens in, in, on the road, um, something well, really unusual, something happens. Saul is knocked down. He's blinded. Jesus speaks to him directly. And then in the course of a few days, everything that has brought meaning and structure and purpose to Saul's life unravels. It's a road trip that, that leaves him changed with a new identity, a new mission, a new community, and soon he'll actually be given a new name, Paul. But what is it about the road that makes such a transformation possible? Well, by definition, on a road trip, we've left home, which means we've, we've left the familiar, the comfortable, the known. And we, never, we never know who, we, who or what we will encounter on the road. Road trips, and they, they can be tough on relationships. Um, uh, how many of you are that leave on time, um, arrive on time, don't stop too many kinds, too many times kind of a traveler. And how many of you are that mm, smell the roses, explore things along the way, it's the journey, not the destination that matters kind of traveler. And, and yeah, when those two try to do a road trip together, wow, um, things, can, things can get tough. Um, yeah, yeah, road trips can put a real strain on relationships. They also can make them. In the time before GPS and navigation apps, I was driving with a friend from New York City to Jamestown, New York. Uh, we, we, were, we were traveling to get to a wedding, and that day, a wedding rehearsal, we were both in the wedding, and, and we, we, were, we were gonna get there just, just about in time for the wedding rehearsal. Um, well, we were new friends, and, and um, we were getting to know each other and oh we just had so much in common and we started talking and talking and talking and and um we were almost to canada before we realized that we'd made a wrong turn and, and we'd gone hours in the wrong direction um we missed the rehearsal but we've been friends ever since Our road trips can bring people together Today's road trip brings together Saul and Ananias. This is not a natural pairing. We don't know much about Ananias. We don't know his profession or his hobbies. Um, but I, I think uh, we, can, we can say, because he's this devoted follower of Jesus, um, we can safely say that, that um, uh, he had absolutely no interest and coming to the aid of the number one persecutor of the Christian community. But the road, the road brings them together. That's what happens on the road. You find yourself getting to know people you might not otherwise meet. My first church trip, I, I think I was about 15, and, and I, I really wasn't that into God or the church. Um, I particularly wasn't into the youth group and the people that were in it. But the youth group was going to Alaska, and I really wanted to go to Alaska. And to qualify for the trip, I had to go to enough, a certain number of gatherings of the youth group, which 
I did exactly the number that was required, no more, because um, I, yeah, I just really didn't think these people were, were worth my time. Well, um, two things happened on that trip. I, I got to know the other kids. I, I saw them. I really saw them, and I, I discovered that they were they were all so worthy of, of my time. The other thing, the other thing that happened on that trip, um, it, it, was, it, it was late at night and the sun was finally setting and, and it was setting behind these, these mountains. That I'd never seen, I'd never seen mountains so beautiful. I'd never seen anything so beautiful in my entire lifetime. And, and I just couldn't believe that such beauty existed. And, and my friend and I, we were, we were swinging on a swing set and, and literally just swinging into this beauty. And I, and I was just overcome by God's grandeur, grandeur and power and, and, and love. And, and God didn't knock me over or blind me, but That moment changed me. That road trip changed me. But here's the thing about the revelations that, that we experience on road trips. They can be hard to hold on to when we get back to regular life. Another church trip story from here at Broad Street we had just spent uh, 10 glorious days together, this group of, of youth and adults. Um, no cell phones, no social media, uh, lots of hard work, so much laughter, daily sharings of highs and lows and where we were seeing God. And then it, it came time to come home. And, and even in the airport for a long layover, we all stayed together because we really didn't want the experience to end. Well, then we landed at the Columbus airport and um, right before we were gonna make the turn out of the restricted part of the airport and, and interact with all of our friends and family who were all waiting there. Before we made that turn, I, I, said, I said, wait, let's just stop for a minute. I said, let's circle up. And I invited them all to look at each other, to really, look at each other. And then I told them, I, I told them that um, what, what we were experiencing, what this was, I said, this, this, is, this is just as real as what's out there. I said, this experience of God and one another, it is just as real as what awaits us when we turn that corner. I invited them to remember, to remember what it's like to feel that close to God and to feel that close to one another. Because it's hard to remember what we learn on the road. I wonder if that's why so many words that we used to talk about God and the church and community are road words. The earliest Christians self-identified as people of the way. Uh, 
um, literally people of the road. And, and we speak of spiritual journeys, walks of faith. My current favorite way to talk about a life of faith is the word explorer. Um, I love thinking of ourselves as explorers, um, as people who are curious, open to learning new things about God and about ourselves, ready to be changed by the road. Well, perhaps no one in the history of the world has done a better job of holding on to the experience, transformative experience they had on the road than one Saul. Um, but let's start calling him Paul now. I think he's earned that because that's who he becomes. Um, he spends literally the rest of his life um, uh, thinking, reflecting, reviewing, unpacking, and sharing what happened to him on the road. Um, and somehow, he never seems to lose sight of, of, of the insights he gained. He never forgets what he learned about himself that day, that he is forgiven, that he is loved, that he is claimed, that he is empowered, and that he is sent out. There's no getting around the fact, though, that, that what happened to him that day, it was, it was dramatic. It was traumatic. It was, it, was, um, it, was, it was jarring. And you think that after that experience, well, maybe Paul would stay off the road, never travel on the road again. But though, that's not what happened. Paul spends the rest of his days on the road, all in service to the one who knocked him over with love that day. Even now, he is inviting us to join him on that road, to join him in a life of faith, a journey with him, a journey with God, a journey with one another. The road trip continues. Amen.